Exodus. So, Exodus is the second book of the Bible. Um, the author for Exodus is Moses. The date that it was written was around 1400s, similar to Genesis. Intended audience, again, similar to Genesis, it was the wandering Israelites and future generations. Uh, synopsis. So Exodus is a story of the Israelite people and their journey from slavery in Egypt to their formation as a nation under the leadership of Moses. Exodus captures themes of faith, redemption, obedience, and the establishment of the Mosaic Law. It also lays the groundwork for the covenant between God and the Israelites. Um, so yeah, um, I, I mentioned in the last video, Exodus starts off by talking about um, kind of the ending to uh, Genesis, the ending to Joseph and his time in Egypt, um, and then that there was a, a new pharaoh that arose that had no knowledge of Joseph and wasn't aware of what Joseph had done for um, Egypt. So this actually uh, leads into Israelites continued to grow and got to where the Egyptians were worried that they were going to try to take over. And so they enslaved them. Um, and then it was uh, trying to remember off the top of my head because I didn't put this in here. It was like 400 years that they had gone without hearing, um, without God speaking to them, the Israelites. And so there's a lot of people that probably thought that God had forgotten them. Um, I mean, this is multiple generations without God speaking to them. And... Then we get Moses on the scene, and Moses ends up, um, no, I'll get into that when we get to the, the stories. Um, so, foreshadowing. In the book of Exodus, um, so we, you're probably familiar with the plagues in Egypt, and the last plague in Egypt, um, the night of the last plague in Egypt, an unblemished lamb had to be killed and its blood spread on the doorpost. This foreshadows Jesus as the lamb of God. Now this is still remembered by the Jewish people today. This is Passover. Um, and it is the time where they remember God passing over their houses. And what happened was any family that did not do this, the firstborn or the oldest son um, ended up being killed in his sleep. Um, that's, again, foreshadowing of Jesus being that Passover lamb that, that saves us from uh, punishment that we deserve. Um Foreshadowing again, Moses struck the rock to get water. Um, God struck the rock for our salvation. Uh, and Jesus was the water that came out of that. And water came out. And uh, the rock, Moses. Um, in the wilderness, God dropped manna from heaven to sustain 
and provide life, just like Jesus is the bread of life that sustains his people today. Um, practical application. So with the book of Exodus, um, so practical application I got from that. In order to be able to submit to God and receive his free gift, we need to be humble enough to admit we are not good enough. The purpose of the law was not to show everything we need to do in order to be good enough. It was to show us that uh, we could never be good enough. But God is so good that he made a way. God cannot allow sin to go unpunished. If he did, then he wouldn't be righteous, and he made a way for us to not have to pay that debt. So, um, in Exodus, we get into kind of um, the beginning of what a lot of people refer to as the Levitical laws, or the Mosaic laws. Um, after God frees Israel from Egypt, they are out on their own, they're free, and they have to have rules. <laughs> um, even with those rules, we see that they very, very often stray from what God's intended purpose and plan was, um, and it usually doesn't take very long for them to start straying from that. Similar to Christians today, um, it doesn't take very long, and most people, myself included, um, just do a horrible job of sticking to what we are supposed to do as Christians. Um, but um, God has to, he, he initiates this covenant with them again. Um, basically, you know, hey, like, hey, if you want to do this, we can do this. But, and this is me paraphrasing, if you want to do this, we can do this. But you're going to have these rules. You're going to be set apart to show that you are my people. Um, so the Israelites agree to this. They want, they want to do this and they choose to have Moses as the kind of mouthpiece for them, but also that, um, person that went in between the people and, and God. So, um, prominent stories in the book of Exodus, we have Exodus two. Um, this is the. Early life of Moses. Now, or the birth and early life of Moses. So, Moses, uh, when he was born, Pharaoh had actually instituted a command to have all the, the babies thrown into the Nile River and drowned. Because of how numerous the Israelites were, were becoming. And uh, because of this, Moses' mother did not want him to obviously didn't want him to die so she uh, put him in a basket and had him if if you have seen the movie the prince of egypt long time ago um that's not what happens uh, i know in the movie it has moses mother putting him in a basket and then he floats down the nile and we see all this stuff like uh hippos like almost knocking the basket over and and uh crocodiles trying to get it and things like that that's not what happened um you can actually see uh, i'll i'll uh i'll read genesis or not just exodus to the beginning 
Um, so this is 2, 1. This is talking about Moses' mother hiding him. Uh, now a man from the house of Levi went and took took at his wife, uh, a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. And this, remember, they were trying to kill off all the, the babies, the male babies. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch, whatever those are. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her young woman walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds. So it wasn't like a his mother put him in the basket and then just like pushed him down the river and he just happened to get to where um, Pharaoh's daughter went to bathe. It was his mother intentionally put him where Pharaoh's daughter would bathe and then she saw it and she decided to take Moses in. So Moses was actually raised in Pharaoh's house and uh, ended up... Um, realized where he was from he knew he was uh one of these slaves that just wasn't the slave ended up killing somebody that was being brutal to one of the slaves and then left came back and um i'm getting ahead of myself a little bit but uh yeah ended up leaving came back because god told him to go free egypt or go free israel and so then we get to the second prominent prominent story, and that is the plagues of Egypt. The plagues of Egypt. Um, there are ten plagues of Egypt, um, and they start off in Exodus seven. Yes, Exodus 7 through 12. So, um, and each of these plagues actually correlate with an Egyptian god. The point here that was being made by God was that all these Egyptian gods that are there, they are God's little g. Um, god, Yahweh God, is a god big g. So... I've seen people point to that too in the Bible. You know, God, um, Ten Commandments, God says, You shall have no other gods before me. Well, then, you know, there people are, well, he's admitting there that there's other gods. No, he's not admitting that there are other gods. Um, you can have things as a God in your life that you put above God. There are things that have um, seemingly power. Uh, I think a lot of what we see with these pagan religions um what we saw in egypt here it was uh demons and so we'll walk through each of these plagues real quick the first one and it is in exodus 7 excuse me 14 through 25 um the nile river turns to blood all water turns to blood um amphibians uh frogs is the second plague um, it says they completely covered the land. This is Exodus 7 to 1. 
Um, starts off in Exodus 7.26 and goes through 8.11. Uh, excuse me. Um, third plague is gnats. Relias, and that's Exodus 8, 12 through 15. Then flies, Exodus 8, 16 through 28. Um, livestock die, Exodus 9, 1 through 7. Um, unhealable boils, Exodus 9, 8 through 12. Uh, hail and fire, Exodus 9, 13 through 35. Locust. Exodus 10, 1 through 20. Um, darkness, Exodus 10, 21 through 29. And the death of the firstborn, Exodus 11, 1 through 12, 36. Now, um, something to take note of these two is that these were, many of these singled out the Egyptian people. Um, so darkness covered everything in darkness. And it did not do that in the land of Goshen, which was where the Israelites actually lived. So that singled out the Egyptians, um, separated them from the Israelites. And then we also see in uh, the death of the firstborn, like I said already, there was a clear distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians. Um, but with that one, the Israelites had to actually do something in order to um, get that uh, protection, I guess you could say. Um, so that's Exodus 7 through 12. We see the, the ten plagues of Egypt. Next prominent story is Moses parting the Red Sea. This we can see in Exodus 14. So this is after Israel leaves Egypt. They are free. Um, Pharaoh then decides that he actually doesn't want to do this. He had said that, yes, they could go, and then he changed his mind and wanted to bring them back. And so the Israelites are stuck. Um, I mean, you think about this. I mean, this is a massive amount of people, and they're stuck. They, they don't, they're not fighting. They were slaves. They um, have all these possessions and stuff like that. And they're stuck between Pharaoh's army that's coming to probably kill a lot of them. And whoever doesn't get killed is going to go back into slavery and um, a sea. And they can't go anywhere. And so Moses, um, obviously it's not Moses. It's God working through Moses. But he parts the sea and the Israelites walk through on dry ground. And then once that's done, the Egyptians try to go in after them and comes back up and or comes back down and swallows the Egyptian army. Um, next, we have Moses on Mount Sinai and receiving the Ten Commandments. This is Exodus 19 and 20. Um, and this is where, like I said, once they're out of Egypt, um, God brings up again, okay, you know, hey, I want to do this. I'm going to make a covenant with you guys. Um, but if we're going to do this, there's there's some rules of this. This is how it's going to have to go. And so Moses um, is chosen by the people to kind of be that the mouthpiece in between the um, <clears throat> in between the people and God. And 
he he'll go he'll talk to God on behalf of the people and then he will bring what God says to the people and uh, we see that a lot Moses will kind of um, oh what's the right word would be um, step away from the people in order to go talk to God on behalf of the people um, and things like that and there's a lot of Exodus is a, a very very exciting book there's a lot of um, a lot of action. There's a lot of uh, really just dynamic stuff. There's we see the, like I said, the plagues, the God parting the Red Sea, um, the children of Israel are being led um, through the desert by um, during the day a pillar of cloud and during the night a pillar of fire. Um, it's, I mean, just like crazy, crazy stuff in Exodus. Very, very exciting. Very, um, a lot of action, just constant go, 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 go type stuff in the book of Exodus. Uh, and sorry, I've got, um, uh, some sickness going through our house and I've been in denial that I'm facing any of it, but I kind of feel it in my throat a little bit. So, um, I'm just going to keep pushing through. Um, until I can't talk anymore. So, um, we'll go down to, uh, what was I on? Uh, the prominent story. So yeah, Exodus is a very exciting book. Um, it's very fun to read. It's very, uh, kind of cool to see the, just the, the power, um, the awesome might of God in, in Exodus. So some prominent verses. Um, first let's do Exodus three fourteen. And this is um, after Moses has left Egypt before he goes back, and um, he comes across a a burning bush, and this bush is on fire, but it's not being consumed by the fire. So it obviously stands out. Um, you know, imagine seeing a tree that is completely engulfed in flame, but the tree isn't being burnt the leaves aren't being burnt um that would definitely catch your attention and so moses sees this and god actually speaks to him through um this bush and uh 3 so um god tells moses to go tell the egypt or tell the people of israel um what was going to happen what he was going to do and uh, tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Um, we'll start with verse 13. So then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Um, so this is, and we talked about this, oh, I think a little bit on the last John Bible study we did, um, but people saying that Jesus never claimed to be God. This right here is something that Jesus quoted claiming to be God, um, Jesus says, uh, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, the correct grammar 
there would be before Abraham was, I was. But that's not what Jesus is saying. He's not saying that he was just around before Abraham. He is saying, pulling back to Exodus here, when God's told Moses, when Moses asked God, who is sending me to do this? God says, tell them I am sent me. Um, this is a very, very clear Jesus saying that he is God. Um, and this is kind of just ringing to the identity of God. He is everything. He is everything we need, everything we could ever need, everything we want. Um, all of it. There. So that's Exodus 3.14. Next is Exodus 20, verse 3. Um, and this is one... I touched on already a little bit too one of the one of the Ten Commandments, actually the first commandment, shall have no other gods before me. Now this is not an admittal by God, Yahweh, that there are other gods. Um, it is simply him saying that there are other things that you can have as a God in your life, it's not a real God, but you're not supposed to put anything above me. That's just the top. Um, and this is where Jesus, uh, you know, he's talking about in order to follow him, you have to um, hate your mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife, kids, whatever. It's not saying you need to literally hate them, but um, yeah, my my pastor says this, and his wife hates when he says this. Um, but he says uh, God's the only thing he would ever leave his wife and kids for. And um, his wife hates it because she says, that sounds like you're saying that you would leave us. And um, he, I mean, the, the point he's making is if, if it comes down to where he has to make a decision between his wife and God, he's choosing God. Between his kids and God, he's choosing God. And that's how it's supposed to be. God is number one. God's the top priority in our lives as a Christian, as a believer. Um, God supersedes everything. That, that means if it comes to the point where you you have to lay your life down, then you do it. And that's kind of goes to this to the idea that there is a life after this life. Um, there's a life after this one that's eternal. And this is but a, a fleeting moment, um, a, a blink of an eye, especially compared to eternity. So... <clears throat> um, yeah, tying that into the, the New Testament, into Exodus here. Um, now, miscellaneous, miscellaneous, the um, extra stuff that really I didn't feel like fit into um, another category. Um, Exodus is a very exciting book to read. Uh, I talked about this a little bit already. Um, there's just, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of God demonstrating his power through Moses and on behalf of the the nation of Israel and the children of Israel. And so thinking about that and thinking about the fact that that is the same God that we serve and um, he is still as powerful today as he was then and he cares for us today as much as he cared for them then. Um, it's a very reassuring feeling. Uh, 
next beginning of Moses' story from his birth to the burning bush, the ten plagues, including the Passover. So this is all included in the book of Exodus. Some people might be familiar with different aspects of this. Um, the actual Exodus story, which is the actual leaving Egypt, begins in chapter 13. Um, and the Ten Commandments are in chapter 20, and we touched on that already. Um, but I think Exodus follows up Genesis really, really well. It is a action-packed, exciting, um, and it's, it's a contrast to what we see coming up after this in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is still extremely important. Um, up until real recently, I didn't I didn't have a, a good appreciation of Leviticus, but uh, there's a lot of importance in that book. It seems very different than Exodus, but I'm hoping as we go through it, we'll actually I'll I hope I hope 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 I'm able to kind of help tie in to where maybe it doesn't seem like as big of a change. Um, so we go from Genesis, we have. Uh, creation and all this stuff is getting started and um, there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and then we see Joseph get sold into slavery and then all the dream interpretations and all this stuff. And it's very, very exciting and a lot of going on. And then we see in Exodus Moses and the, the plagues and the commandments and God speaks and um, the, the Red Sea gets parted and like all this stuff. And again, it's just really like high intensity, exciting, powerful, um, massive displays of power by God. And then we get into Leviticus, and um, I'm not going to go into too much right now because that'll be for another episode. But we see there is a large shift, at least of what it seems like at first. Um, but as we dig into that one, I think we'll see that um, there's still a lot of good there, and there's still a lot of power there as well. But uh, this is the book of Exodus. So, um, I would definitely recommend uh, starting through reading that if you like that type of stuff. Um, at some point, even if that's not something you like, every single book in the Bible <clears throat> has a purpose, has a point, and should be read. There shouldn't be any books that you skip through just like, eh, I don't really want to see read this. Um, there's a purpose behind all of it. It's included for a reason, and uh, we need to make sure we're getting in reading and getting a proper understanding of all of that. Hey everybody, appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to watch or listen. Don't forget to like and subscribe and turn the bell notifications on so you always see when we come out with new content because we come out with new content every single week, two videos a week and shorts throughout the week as well as different random stuff we'll put on social media. We also have, uh, with Basically Biblical, a new company we are starting, On Fire Productions. You can check them out on Instagram. Uh, a lot of really awesome content is going to be coming out with them. Music, kids content, movies, TV shows, anything that you can think of, we're going to get into it and it's all going to be faith-based. Um, but you can go check them out on different social medias. In the meantime, there will be a video up here that we think that you will probably like as well as a playlist down here that should be uh, more content that you will enjoy. So thanks. God bless.